We don't need a name. We're a team. Your, your name is Team. You're on a tight leash too, bro. Wayne Haskins. Mr. Glass, Carson Wentz, and his offense. Prime time. Damn. Yeah, I love your optimism. I had to get a tall boy for the event. The New York football giants. Deep sleep. Deep, bro. Al Michaels is showing up to work. Nate Solder, get your ass in the building. <laughs> Dude, you should see B. Wills' face right now. He's so giddy. Appreciate being a part of this show, guys. Yes, sir. That was as great as I thought it could be. <laughs> Welcome to the Super Wild Card Weekend Edition of the NFC East Feast. After a long 18-game schedule, we have two teams advancing to the postseason while two teams prepare for the offseason. John, I wanted to start with our Cowboys and Commanders. Cowboys end the season with a nice road win against Washington. Through the first, like, 10 minutes, 15 minutes of this game, it looks like it was going to be close. You guys actually blocked Brandon Aubrey um, uh, and his perfect uh-huh. streak. So the commanders hang in there, but eventually the Cowboys and Dak pull away. Any thoughts on the game? Um, but my real question to you is, what are your thoughts on the Black Monday firing of Ron Rivera and the two big front office um, hires that you guys made? Yeah, I mean, it, thoughts on the game, I mean, from a commander standpoint, obviously it's a letdown anytime you lose to a rival, especially in that fashion. I mean, the Cowboys twice just like just destroyed us this year. So that never feels good, especially against the Cowboys. Um, but, it, you know, it kind of is what it is. I mean, the end of the season, this is an all too familiar feeling for Washington fans. But I think in this instance now, um, you know, missing the playoffs has been a staple of this franchise for years. Uh, but this one now feels different, obviously, right? Like it's it's a new era. It's going to end up being a full new regime. Obviously, that starts with, as you mentioned, the the Black Monday um, dismissal of Ron Rivera um, yes. and and some of the staff, um, which I think we kind of all saw coming. Um, I think the biggest thing that I respected the most out of it, um, I struggled with it throughout the season. Um, you know, I called for Ron's head. I called for Jack's head a couple of times, but. Josh Harris, you know, kind of a man of his word. He basically said at the beginning of this season, we sat down with Ron and we all had a discussion and we told him we were going to give him the entire season and they did. Um, So I think kudos to him um, for that. Um, But now this gives us an insanely crazy, amazingly good opportunity, in my opinion. Um, We're about to start with a, with a brand new clean slate, new ownership group, um, we're going to be able to hire some front office personnel that we have never we have we haven't had since Dan Snyder took over the football team. We are going to end up with a legitimate general manager, um, a football operations minded kind of person. Um, they made two incredible um, kind of um, consulting hires of Bob Myers and uh, Rick Spielman, um, who one has uh, built the Warriors to become an incredible NBA franchise. Um, over the past decade or so, and then the other um, assisted for 30 plus years in building winning franchises around the NFL. So those two gentlemen are going to help, uh, which what uh, Josh Harris called, I think, a thorough and rapid uh, search for front office people. And I think yeah. that that points to doing things correctly. So I'm really excited. Uh, we've got uh, a second interview I saw today um, with Ian Cunningham and Adam Peters set up. So it sounds like the two of them are going to be the finalists. Um, Adam Peters is the guy who was really successful in San Fran. Um, I'm not exactly sure of his title, but he's been with them quite a while. He turned down a couple of GM uh, interviews last year to stay with San Fran. So nothing was willing, nothing there was going to tempt him out of his position. Um, And now I think just with 
the cap space that we have, the number two draft pick, uh, the opportunity to hire, like I said, a full staff of his liking. Um, I think that that is a juicy enough opportunity with this commander's new ownership group and organization um, that uh, I think fits any general manager's kind of hopes and wishes when they take over a team. So it's going to be really exciting. Um, it's going to be an exciting offseason for us. Again, it was disappointing to lose that way, but kudos to your Cowboys, man. I mean, I said it before the pod, you know, the commander's, kind of looked in disarray, you know, after the, the second quarter of that game, Sam Howell sure. two interceptions to not really put a great end to his season. Um, but kudos to your Cowboys because that's exactly what they needed. Just a full head of steam going in yes. uh, the playoffs to show themselves that they can take out, you know, I mean, obviously the, again, the commanders aren't a great team, but um, to, to kind of put a, a stamp on the end of this, the regular season like that is, is going to be big for them moving forward. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was very happy with the effort. Who's leading, um, go ahead, Les. Who's leading the head coach search? Who do you, who do you think you'd be your head coach for the Commanders? Um, I, I've seen Ben Johnson. I've seen uh, Aaron Glenn. So either one of the Detroit um, Har- Harbaugh baby, give me some John Harbaugh in there. Yeah, I've seen some Harbaugh rumors, um, and then I've seen some rumors for Bobby Slowick, who was one of the coaches. Uh, that left our organization years ago. Whenever you see that graphic come up of all of the coaches yep. that were on our staff that went on to be successful, he's one of the newest ones. Um, he's the OC in uh, Houston. And then I think one other one that I've seen is the uh, the defensive coordinator out of Baltimore. So I don't know. I don't Mike, know who's, uh, leading, Mike McDonald. who's leading the charge. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. I mean, I think it really depends on the GM, but it's really exciting because, again, like I said, we're going to get a GM who gets his opportunity to pick uh, his head coach. And then him, the head coach, and the front office, ideally, at this point, will be uh, primed to be on the same page moving into the draft and into the offseason, which, again, we haven't had for twenty, almost 25 years in this organization. A lot of big decisions to come um, in the nation's capital here. Of course, the first one is, is going to be um, finding that head coach. And then you guys can start you know, scouting these draft picks, figure out what you're going to do with that number two pick. You're pretty much going to have everybody available to you, either yeah. – Drake May, Drake, <laughs> right, Drake May or Caleb Williams probably going to go number one overall. You guys get your pick of the little a- litter after. Obviously, we're going to do some off-season podcasts starting in March, free agent and draft stuff, where we will um, certainly bring the commanders back into the fold. <clears throat> My Cowboys, a few notes here. Uh, Stefan Gilmore had a scary injury in here. Looks like his shoulder popped out of the socket. He's not going to practice all week, but the expectation is that he will be in the lineup against the Packers. We'll talk about the matchups he's going to face here uh, in a few minutes, but hopefully Gilmore has played tremendous this year on the back nine of his career, but still a quality cornerback. Um, I mentioned Brandon Albury got a kick blocked by the Washington commanders. He also missed one straight up, bounced it off the upright. Um, so this guy started off 35 for 35. All of a sudden, he's missed two kicks in a row. You can't blame the block on him. But um, at the end of the game, Dak Prescott in the first team offense was pulled. But Cooper Rush drove the team down the field. And Brandon Albury ended the game with a 50-yard field goal right down the middle. So I was very happy to see hopefully the kid get a little bit of confidence back. And I'm hoping we don't have a Brett Maher situation in the wild card round like we had last year against Tampa Bay. And uh, one final note to wrap up the Dallas Cowboys regular season. Congratulations to Mike McCarthy on his third consecutive 12-win season. 
He is the first coach in Dallas Cowboys history to win 12 games in three seasons. We're talking about a franchise that has Tom Landry, that has had Jimmy Johnson, Barry Switzer, uh, Bill Parcells, a, a very uh, Hall of Fame uh, worthy. Decorated. <clears throat> yes, decorated coaching um, lineage and Mike McCarthy as much maligned as he has been on this podcast and every other radio show and ESPN talking head. The guy still wins football games. So I'm confident and he has a big matchup against his former team coming up. But before we get to that, I want to talk about the Philadelphia Eagles dropping yet another game. They lose to the New York Giants. The Eagles started off this year, guys, 10 and one, but now they limp into the postseason. Uh, they, they finished the year one and five. Um, everything going wrong. Jalen Hurts' finger is facing the wrong way. They're taping that thing back together. <clears throat> Devontae Smith missed this game with an ankle injury. A.J. Brown left this game with a knee injury. DeAndre Swift is banged up. They're all listed as questionable. I did see Devontae and DeAndre got in limited practices. A.J. Brown still has yet to practice. If I had to guess, because he's just that kind of guy, he'll probably gut it out against Tampa. But is he going to be just more of a decoy and not be you know, the guy that we know to be that jump ball deep threat? We shall see. Um, Julio! Me, John, uh, Julio Jones, of course. We cannot forget about the veteran who um, actually yeah, scored a couple touchdowns here at the end of the season. Uh, Luz, we'll get your opinion here on the Eagles um, as we match them up against your Bucks. But, John, before we get there, um, what do you think? Is Phil Does Philadelphia have any chance to kind of snap and turn the magic on and be that 10-1 team? Or is this locker room and more or less Nick Sirianni lost this team? I mean, Brian, this is worst-case scenario. We mentioned it right at the end of the pod last week. Like, we almost kind of laughed it off. Like, there's no way that this happens, right? But, right. Uh, yeah, I – I don't know how they snap out of it. I mean, no. if you look at this game, like the Philadelphia Eagles didn't score a point until the third quarter. Um, right. And and that was a wow. field goal. Uh, yeah, that was a field goal um, from Jake Elliott. So Quez Watkins scores a touchdown, and that's with Marcus Mariota now in the game at this point. <laughs> so uh, the Philadelphia Eagles just seem lost. Um, I did see uh, – I can't remember the name, uh, somebody, uh, NFL insider, one of the lower level guys, not any of the popular names already kind of dropping rumors that Sirianni may, you know, Sirianni being fired is in play. And Brian, right. you mentioned that last week when we were talking about doomsday scenarios for them. And, right. um, you know, the giants, all, all credit to them. I mean, they, they, last year they were a team that gutted out wins yeah. this year. It was a little bit more ebb and flow. Like they weren't, you know, impressive all the time. But I mean, this is what a great way to finish their season. I mean, oh, yeah. when you get the opportunity to beat a division foe that's battling for the the uh, a higher seed by winning the division, obviously the Eagles needed a little bit of help from the commanders. But um, gosh, I, I, I don't think that this is kind of a snap out of it situation. And they've got to now travel on the road, um, you know, as we'll get into in a little bit, to a feisty Bucks team. Um, oh, yeah. So... Yeah, I, I don't have a ton of confidence in this Eagles team going on the road and winning a playoff game right now. How about you? I agree. Um, we're going to get into it here in a few minutes, but uh, very concerning the way that the season ended for Philadelphia. I haven't seen a team start so good and end so bad um, in recent memory. So uh, the time will only tell. You know, I saw uh, a few, uh, obviously, Eagles pages that I follow are confident that they are going to get it right and make a run here. But that, that could uh, be more just hopeful, uh, optimistic thinking um, to uh, – 
to send off the New York Giants into the offseason, it was good to see Saquon Barkley get into the end zone twice. He kind of had a little bit of a seemed like a goodbye moment, though, in the press conference. Remember, guys, they only signed Saquon to a one-year right. deal. That may be his last game in New York. Darius Slayton looked great, as he always does, has a good rapport with Tyrod Taylor. And Brian Dayball shows that his team never quits. It did not matter that the fact that they won that game actually hurt their draft position. They'll now be drafting sixth overall. We'll see what they do with that pick. Um, but one note out of Giants uh, offseason already, uh, Wink Martindale uh, yeah. reportedly had a profanity-laced tirade in Brian Dable's, uh, uh excuse me, office, which led to his dismissal. He will not be back as the defensive coordinator. That is the only change so far for New York. I mean, I don't think they're going to draft a quarterback. Obviously, you got Daniel Jones with that big money contract, but you never know what that front office um, is, is going to do. So much like the commanders, uh, we got some question marks. But as I said, uh, February, March, April, we'll talk all about the Giants offseason. Let us jump to Super Wild Card Weekend, guys. And we're going to start with my Dallas Cowboys because, of course, um, Jay Luz, your Buccaneers face the Eagles on Monday night. So I want to save that game for last and i cannot wait to hear your thoughts on that let's start off um this is going to be sunday at 4 30 um we got green bay coming to dallas my goodness um it's a matchup that historically i hate um, i posted a number yesterday that the past 10 times these teams have played the green bay packers are nine and one they completely own the dallas cowboys you guys know the two plays I'm going to bring up. One of them is the Des Bryant catch in Lambeau Field. If that's ruled a catch, the Cowboys win the game. They go to the NFC Championship. But, of course, it's not ruled a catch. Green Bay wins. And then a few years ago, the game is tied at 35 with about 14 seconds left. I'm getting, I'm, I'm taking a piss I'm in the bathroom. I'm getting ready for overtime. And all of a sudden, I hear Aaron Rodgers is scrambling out of the pocket. He goes to his left, and he throws like some crazy baseball pass. Jared Cook initially is ruled out of bounds. Uh, upon further review, he gets both feet in. Mason Crosby comes in. The, it, it's like a 50-some-odd field goal. Looks like it's going left, and the hand of God like moves it back down to the center of the uprights. The Packers win. Another heartbreaking loss for my Cowboys. But as my friend Costa K texted me earlier this week, Aaron Rodgers is not walking through that door. This is a different Green Bay Packers team, and this is the youngest playoff team, guys, since the 1974 Buffalo Bills. So wow. if I'm a Packers Packers fan, you are ahead of schedule. You've got kids like Jaden Reed and Christian Watson, like these weapons on this team. You got the kid Wicks. Uh, the tight end Musgrave is back this week. They can pair him uh, with Tucker Kraft, two fantastic young tight ends. Um, the defense has been up and down. I would say more down. I think this is a below average Green Bay defense. But the fact that they are the youngest team in the NFL, led by a young quarterback in Jordan Love, you got to be happy, even if this this game ends badly for Green Bay. Going forward, you did it again, Green Bay, Wisconsin. Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love. Guys, this will be the first matchup in NFL playoff history where the leader in touchdown passes is matching up with the quarterback who was second in touchdown passes. Dak Prescott wow. was the leader. Dak, Dak had 36. Jordan Love had, I believe, 33. So those guys going head-to-head. -head. There's going to be a lot of high-flying pigskin. Um about my Dallas Cowboys, I mentioned that Dak Prescott led the NFL in touchdowns. We had a, a slew of players who led the NFL. Dak, 36 touchdowns, number one. C.D. Lamb, 135 receptions, number one in the NFL. Deron Bland, 
nine interceptions, number one in the NFL. Micah Parsons, 103 quarterback pressures, number one in the NFL. This team is hot. I mean, we've had our up and um, struggles on the road. We're not going to have to go on the road until we make that elusive um, NFC championship game that's 30 years in the making. This game is going to be at home in Jerry's world. Guys, I feel confident in this game. I don't want to get ignorant and say that we're going to like beat Green Bay's ass, but I think the Packers defense is in for a long day. Aaron Jones has three straight 100-yard efforts. He's really been a part of this late-season Green Bay resurgence, but I think the Dallas Cowboys get up early on Green Bay. Since 2021, the Dallas Cowboys are 21-2 and when they lead at halftime. That's the best mark in the NFL. I think the Cowboys get up early, not huge. I'll say we take a... 13 let's say 17 to 6 a halftime lead and i think that takes away green bay's running game with aaron jones and the possible return of aj dillon and i think that leaves the quarterback jordan love who is prone to mistakes as good as he has been and maybe one of my ball hawking corners like gilmore or deron bland come up with an interception i think the cowboys get it done they're about seven point favorites right now i think that's a good line i'm gonna say my cowboys move on to round two I'll say a 34-27 to 27 victory. How about them Cowboys, John? Yeah, baby. How about them Cowboys, Brian? I'm excited for you. Um, yeah, I mean, th- this game, I think you kind of summed it up, talking about the age of the, uh, the Green Bay Packers. I mean, it's uh, as you mentioned, it's super impressive that they make the playoffs this year. They found another quarterback that's going to probably suit this Crazy. team. Um, at least for a little while, right? Um, you never know in the NFL. I mean, I don't think he's – I don't envision him rising to the caliber of a, of a Favre or an Aaron Rodgers, but he's absolutely a serviceable or above-average quarterback in the NFL, and he's proved that. Uh, I did not know that stat that you brought up about uh, him being second in touchdown uh, passes nope. this year, so that's pretty crazy. But you mentioned it, the Green Bay defense especially, but just the Green Bay Packers in general throughout the season. Looking back on on some of the games they've played – just very fluky. Um, I mean, they beat the Vikings late in the season, um, 33 to 10, like they handle them. They just barely kind of scoop by the bears. I mean, that wasn't a dominating win, but then they've got some head scratchers on here too. We're like, actually, again, they beat the Rams. So that's a pretty big win for them, but then they lose to the Broncos. They lose to the Raiders early on in the season when that team was in disarray, they lose to the Falcons. Like, there's just some some questionable losses on this record yeah. that kind of just goes to show you this is a young team. Uh, this is a team that maybe can't overcome uh, a, a good Dallas Cowboys football team. Um, and then you also mentioned, I mean, again, with the youth, like Jaden Reed is their number one wide receiver right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Romeo Dobbs is second. And then Christian Watson, Reed, because of Reed's injuries, been has been... Reed's been yeah, really and I'm not, I'm not saying he's not been good. I just when we started the season, we really expected Christian Watson to take the next step. Um, maybe Romeo Dobbs to take the next step. And none of these guys even got close to a thousand yard mark. So they've been without Aaron Jones. Um, so you mentioned him coming back, maybe gives them a little bit of a boost, but, uh, in, in all honesty, I mean, anything can happen in the playoffs. So I agree with you. I don't really see it being a blowout. Like this is a playoff game. Don't get me wrong, but I just don't, I think the, the green Bay Packers are going to be outmatched here. Um, I think that the rapport that Dal, uh, that uh, Dak and, and CD have built uh, over this season, the Green Bay Packers lose Rasul Douglas. Um, 
<laughs> what their other cornerback, Jair Alexander, Jai, seems like pure, he's pure just comedy. gone off his locker. <laughs> like I don't know what's happening there. Um, so I just I don't think that this is a team equipped to go head to head with the Cowboys, especially the Cowboys at home, which we all know uh, is a juggernaut. So undefeated. Um, yeah, Tony Pollard gets his feet um, back under him against the Commanders, so maybe that gives a little boon to the uh, the rushing game going into this week. Uh, but yeah, I think the biggest matchup there is uh, can can the Green Bay Packers defense hold off? Um, because I I don't think that your defense, who has also kind of ebbed and flowed over the year, will really have too many problems with this Green Bay offense. Um, so it's going to be a good game. Um, I hope that uh, I hope that your heart's not broken by the Green Bay Packers once again, Brian. But uh, yeah, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it 24 to 20. Uh, I think that uh, Green Bay would cover the spread if you if you were betting on that. Like I said, it's a playoff game. I mean, they better sure. come ready to play. All right, Luz. Before you go here, I wanted to wrap up your regular season. You went one and one last week, bringing your overall season record to twenty eight and twenty eight. You were five hundred. Oh. You fight. You you fight for it every yeah, year. Man. Last week you were five hundred. Yeah. You end up five hundred. So you are not a losing better in this up and down topsy turvy league. We're gonna give you a break for the playoffs. We're not gonna ask for point spreads, but sir, I, I am gonna ask you to break down this game and give me a winner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> two things: Cowboys are at home, so they're not gonna lose this game. Two. As you guys mentioned, Packers are the, one of the, the youngest team in the league. They've actually, against the pass, have been uh, middle of the league on defense. Against the run, they're in the bottom five. So I really think Cowboys should establish their run game. Um, I know they're going to want to come out swinging, but I think if they could get Tony Pollard going, getting some good gains, keeping the Packers offense off the field, they're definitely going to have a, a great chance to win the game. I Actually, I think this is going to be a blowout, boys. Oh, I think this is going to be one of the biggest blowouts of the weekend. I, I think just Cowboys think are Green so Bay's tough at home. Really blow out the Cowboys, huh? <laughs> yeah, no, um, no. It's just I don't think it's the Packers' time. I mean, I think they've had a great season for what what that was expected of them. Um, you know, a young quarterback who I think is just going to get better as the years come um, okay. and learn a little better and limit the mistakes. But Packers got a bright future. I just don't think this is the year. Um, you know, you're going up at one of the hottest teams this weekend. And, and like I said, that you know, the Cowboys – what's that Cowboys overall record at home? They're undefeated, aren't they? Eight no this year. I believe we're up to 17 straight. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So uh, wow. very tough at home. And I think, uh, as you mentioned, I think Cowboys – the only way the Cowboys would be on the road uh, would be against the Niners, correct? Correct. Yep. Yeah. So – um, we'll see how this goes. I mean, I, I got the Packers. Uh, I, I got it 34 17. I think it's going to be a pretty good blowout. 17. I think the Dallas oh, defense, I, I like yeah, that. I think Dallas defense is really going to show up too, man. And I don't know how they're going to be able to stop uh, Parsons on that D line. Uh, 16 straight, excuse me, the Cowboys at home. But nonetheless, they, they have been an absolute juggernaut the past two seasons at AT&T Stadium. John, you brought up a good point that, that Lud's kind of piggybacked, that Tony Pollard actually did have like 17 carries for 70 yards, carried the ball at a decent rate, and Rico Dowdle himself even had over 40 yards rushing. We had 130 yards rushing as a team. Of course, that's against a beleaguered Washington defense. You guys had guys in there who were who were shaking hands in the huddle who were meeting each other for the first time. So I'm not going to say <laughs> that uh, that it's, it's exactly an impressive performance against a great team, but Green Bay's defense isn't great. So I do think if we yeah. can establish yeah. a running yeah. game. Being able to run the ball to get their legs playoffs, 
Yeah. Being able to run the ball in the playoffs is important. You got to be able to run the football. Um, you know, the, 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 you know, the more you can keep the other team's offense on the field, the better off you're going to be. I agree. All right. Um, John, any final thoughts uh, from this game? Are you ready to uh, go on to Tampa? No, I no final thoughts. Like I said, again, rooting for UB, um, but not rooting for the Cowboys. Hey, I can respect that. All right, Luds. Um, What's well, kind of crazy, dude. We've been doing this podcast for four years now. And uh, every single freaking year, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers play the <laughs> NFC East in the wild card. I mean, way back in our first season, the Washington football team lost um, to Tom Brady in uh, route to the, 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 the Bucs Super Bowl. And then you guys played a young Eagles team three years ago. And then last year, the, the Cowboys and Tom Brady's tenure in Tampa Bay. And now the Philadelphia and Eagles ended his career and last his game career. last Last time Tom Tom ever played was against the Dallas Cowboys. And now you guys play Nick Sirianni and the struggling Philadelphia Eagles. I love that this is the Monday night game. I know you have a conspiracy theory on that, Luds. I want you to share with everybody. But nonetheless, you got Troy Aikman and Joe Buck on Monday night. The lights are going to be bright. I love, love this game. Love uh, Eagles are favored by three. And Luds, you told me pre-pod. Do you think that there's a certain reason that the uh, the NFL pushed this game to Monday night? Yeah. Uh, before I get into this, are we? I thought. I mean, we're only 24 minutes into the pod. I thought we we're going to pick every playoff game here. I mean, maybe not as long on the other games, but are you guys trying to pick all these games? Or I mean, how about this? How about we do? East? How about we do a deep dive here for the next 10 or 15 minutes on Bucks Eagles, and then we'll end the show. Okay. Just just run it. Just do a pick them real quick by the for the rest yeah. of the games. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Uh, yeah, so my as B was saying, my, my theory on this game, I'm thinking, you know, every, the Eagles fan base is huge. They're all assholes. We know that. They're, uh, <laughs> they're one of the, the most, you know, they're one of the top, top probably fan bases. Not, I mean, it's just a big city. It's a big team for the NFL. I think with the Eagles coming off all these injuries this past weekend with, as you guys mentioned, uh, Brown and Devontae Smith being hurt and, and Hurts hurting his finger. I personally think they push this game to Monday night just to give the Eagles an extra day's rest, um, which I think could be a slap in the face of the Bucks. I think the way the Bucks defense has been playing, boys, um, I know they didn't look good great, great on offense last week against the Panthers, but throwing a shutout to the Panthers, giving up zero points. They've won five out of their last six games, including the Packers in Green Bay. Um, Love it. Eagles have lost five out of their last six. And I think if the Bucks can establish a good running game, I think we got a great shot of winning Monday night. And I, I know it's a it's a homer take. I know the Eagles have a lot more talent on their team. Uh, but we still have those yeah. two veteran wide receivers, man. Chris Godwin in the slot. Mike Evans. You get those two guys going. We can get Rashad White going. And I think Rashad White might be second in the NFC or maybe the NFL. I got to look in receptions. For running back, yeah, so behind, I know behind McCaffrey, but off the Rashad, yeah, it's uh, it's amazing, and so I, I think uh, the Bucks have just been hot, man. They've been a hot team, uh, you know, they struggled there in the middle of the season for a bit, but like I said, had a flop game against New Orleans. I know Baker's been a little banged up with the ankle and the ribs, but uh, you know, Baker's a tough guy. He's a teammate first guy. Um, I think they're just going to be super hyped under under him this coming Monday. I know they're going to play hard. Um, you know, it's a double-edged sword going into the weekend because I was like, well, hell, if, if we lose, we get a new head coach, which I wouldn't mind because I'm not a big <laughs> guy as my head coach. 
I think he's a great defensive coordinator, but um, but we're in the playoffs, man. So I couldn't ask for more. Uh, you know, fourteen teams a year make the playoffs, so it's just uh, it's exciting. It's exciting to see them, you know, losing Tom Brady and being able to still get into the playoffs at a at a nine and eight record. Uh, not ideal, but hey, we did win the division. So yeah, I'm gonna take my Buccaneers at home. Uh, I think it's going to be actually a really close game. Uh, I see it going back and forth. I see the Bucks maybe being down a little bit at the half, but I think they can turn it on in the second half. And I think uh, Bowles makes great adjustments at halftime. Uh, so even if they are down, I think this defense can step up. And uh, we're injury-free on defense. Uh, we're a little banged up on offense, like I said, with Baker. But uh, we got both corners healthy. Antoine Winfield, uh, my boy, who I have to give a shout-out to, getting snubbed from the Pro Bowl. Uh, uh, Baker, Buddha Baker making the fucking Pro Bowl over my guy Winfield. And Winfield with that fumble uh, that he caused last week probably saved us from losing that game. So, um, you know, we got we got big pieces in the secondary. The D-line's been getting after it. I appreciate you guys giving me all this time to hype up my team. But um, okay, the, the rookie, the rookie, yeah, yeah, Diaby uh, on the outside. Vita Van yeah, in the middle yeah. with Kalijah Cansey. Our other rookie in the inside. I think I think Hertz is going to have to be moving around a bit. I, I don't think he's going to be comfortable in the pocket. And uh, and yeah, I got it at a close one, but I got it honestly, uh, 24-23. 24-23. I think we win by a point. I think we squeeze it out Monday night. I always like a dog that'll fight in his own backyard, as Booger McFarland always says. Luds, I love your <laughs> breakdown right there. Um, I got a few points to hop on that you made. I was listening to Greg Cosell today. Forty-four years of NFL film is one of the best listens. He's of my favorite. All He's yeah. the man, and he was talking about what you said, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the pressure that Todd Bowles brings. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers lead the NFL in sacks, not from the front four. So we're talking about the linebacker and secondary. They have nine sacks from non-defensive linemen. Six of those nine sacks are from Winfield. the biggest Pro, Pro Bowl snub, Antoine Winfield coming from the secondary. And what has happened to this vaunted Eagles offensive line these past six weeks, they have struggled with pressure. When teams bring an extra blitzer like Wake Martindale did last week and the New York Giants, if you're watching the film, Todd Bowles, that's what they did. They made Jalen Hurts uncomfortable. And unlike the Jalen Hurst we've been accustomed to seeing the past two years, this guy had 15 interceptions. That's as many as combined he's had the past two years total. Jalen Hurst has been turning the ball over. So I think this Bucks defense is going to turn up the pressure. It's going to be loud at Raymond James Stadium. I'm sure that some of these Eagles are going to fly south, but I do believe that we're going to have a hyped-up crowd at Ray J. Um, and, Les, you talked about Rashad White being second in the NFL in receptions, I actually saw a stat that he was second in the NFL in total touches for any skill position player. They fed that wow. guy the yeah. ball this year, and he really rewarded that team. So for all my fantasy football guys next year going into your draft room, Rashad White, yeah, that guy, that guy gets that guy gets yeah. touches. And you you see him when they line him up out of receiver, he has the kind of ball skills like a Tony Pollard where, like, you can throw him a one-on-one. -on -one, he's going to come down with it, and he's mm -hmm. going to make a move. So I think this Buccaneers team on defense is going to give the Eagles their hands full. On the offensive side of the ball, I think the Bucs have a certain advantage, like you said. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, that Eagles secondary has just been terrible. Like, I don't know what the problem is. I know uh, Greg Olson was talking about how they lost 
Avante Maddox early in the season. He was their nickel corner. And when Avante Maddox went down, like the whole kind of infrastructure of their secondary crumbled because they had nobody to move inside. So they're playing guys like Bradbury and Slay out of position. The safeties don't know what they're doing. They brought in Edmonds as a free agent. He's been a total disaster. I think that the that Baker Mayfield and that moxie that he has, like, come on, Baker. Like, mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield getting, I believe, what would be his first career playoff win would be huge. Buccaneers, three-point home dogs. I'm going with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to pull off the upset. Yes! Woo! I'm on it, baby. I got the Bucs. I got it. I'm going to go 23-19. to Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Fire the cannons! Love that score. Love that score. Fire the cannons, man. Love it, man. Love it. Good Good stat on Rashad, too, man. Good stat on Rashad. Yeah, he uh, and that's the thing about the Bucks. I wanted to piggyback off that. Uh, you know, last in uh, or I think they were worse in NFL history last year and running the football. Yeah. Um, now with Dave Canales, a new offensive coordinator there from Seattle. Um, you know, they, there's been games where we've had 30 rushing yards, 40 rushing yards, but they have not abandoned the run. They will mm-hmm. continue to try to run the ball. And I think the key for the Bucks is just getting out of long third and downs. If they can get third and two, yes. third and three, uh, Mayfield is good enough to convert those first downs. He's done it all year, and that's the key. It's just the first, you know, first and second down. If we can gain three, four yards, three, four yards, and get it to third and shorts, and keep their offense off the field, we got a good shot. Go ahead, John. Yeah, this is definitely going to be an interesting game. Like just looking through the stats and kind of comparing these two teams, at least offensively. Um, I feel like they're very similar offensively. Um, you know, they both have a talented backfield. Um, you know, you guys mentioned all the Rashad White stats, but obviously DeAndre Swift um, has brought some different levels to the the Philadelphia oh, yeah. Eagles offense. Um, it's not as strong of a run game for Philadelphia as it was last year, um, but he catches out of the backfield very well. He's also a thousand yard rusher on the season. So, um, and then you've got two big star wide receivers. We'll see if A.J. Brown can even play in this game. As you mentioned before, Brian, he's dealing with a weird injury there. Um, but uh, And then Devonta Smith, obviously. Um, and then you've got your Mike Evans and your Chris Godwin. Um, so two complimentary wide receivers for both teams. And you've got two Oklahoma graduated quarterbacks uh, that kind of play the game a little bit similarly. Good right? point. You've got Baker Mayfield and Jalen who aren't afraid to use their feet to pick up first downs. And both of them have no qualms throwing the ball downfield which why would you when you're throwing the ball to Mike Evans or AJ Brown or Devonta <laughs> yeah. Smith or Chris Godwin for that point. So um, yeah, I think this is going to be a really interesting game. I think um, I'm kind of surprised that the bucks with the, the way that Philadelphia has played the last several weeks uh, to end their season, that, that, that the bucks are dogs in this game. Um, one of the biggest things to me, and, and we've talked about this, um, you know, most of the season, Brian, you, you hinted at it with Jalen hurts and his turnovers. Um, the Buccaneers are plus seven in the turnover column this year, uh, while the Philadelphia Eagles are minus eleven. Oh wow! So that wow. that's good, a pretty big that. that's a pretty big disparity there. Um, so mm-hmm. when you take these two similar teams, uh, you know, in the playoffs, Ludge, you mentioned it, you got to be able to run the football, um, and the way that you guys' defense is playing, I think that they're going to. Be, especially if AJ Brown doesn't play, they're going to focus in on Jalen Hurts and DeAndre Swift yeah. and try to For, stop that to run throw. game. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so with the team banged up, the the Philadelphia Eagles um, and you guys playing so well coming into the end of your season, uh, I think that you guys with Rashad White and that run game um, 
are going to be able to kind of control the game, control the clock. Um, we're going to sweep this thing, man. I'm, I'm taking the Buccaneers. I love it. Also. I love it. I just, I have just lost. I, the, the Philadelphia Eagles have just burned us too many times. There's too many times yeah. this year that I put full confidence in them. And that last loss against the Giants just seems like it's going to be too much to overcome uh, going into the playoffs for Philadelphia. So I'm taking the Bucks 27 to 24. Woo! We all love it, John. 27 points. Love it. Love it. Cannot wait for that game on Monday Night Football. Fire the cannons! Gene, where's Gene Deckerhoff when you need him? <laughs> All right. All right, let's run through um, the rest of this super wild card weekend, guys. we got six huge Some really games good storylines. Yes. Yeah, um, let's that. start with the first one, um, and that is January Joe Flacco. Coming off the couch a couple weeks Love ago. Flacco. The dude been Love slinging it. the rock. He's undefeated in the wild card round. Um, in his career, of course, all of those games coming um, in his illustrious Baltimore tenure. Uh, they, these two teams matched up a few weeks ago, and the Browns won in Houston. But, of course, C.J. Stroud was not in that game. I think, guys, we can all agree that C.J. Stroud is probably the next it quarterback in the NFL. He led the NFL in yards passing per game. Missed a couple games. A due to uh, Dude, his downfield ball accuracy is second to none. But I think me, it's the best in the NFL. It might be. Uh, to me, though, the loss of Tank Dell was a big one. Nico Collins had a huge game last week, but I think that Denzel Ward, who is banged up, can neutralize Nico Collins. And I think that it's a destiny that Joe Flacco goes on to the second round and plays the Baltimore Ravens. It just feels right to me. So I got Cleveland. Cleveland is actually favored on the road in this game. Um, how about you, John? Yeah, I mean, the Browns, right? I mean, they've just been able to overcome so much this season. And as you mentioned, a 40-year-old Joe Flacco to be able to take <laughs> command of this team and, and the team to continue to rally and play as well as they have is just super impressive. Um, they're also in a division where three teams made the playoffs, right? So, I mean, scrappy teams, the Steelers say what you will about them, but, you know, that was a competitive division this year. Uh, yes. Possibly some would say the best division in football just because – You've got three teams in the playoffs. So the Browns are definitely a, a scrappy, uh, you know, um, smash mouth team. Um, but yeah, all the kudos to, to CJ Stroud for overcoming all the doubt uh, on him early in this season. They've been really fun to watch too. So this is going to be a really fun game, I think, just to watch in general. Um, it should be really exciting, but uh, I'm also going to take the Browns to scoop this one. What? Yeah, I'm with you guys. I'm with you guys. Uh, I think I mentioned it last week on my memo. Um, I think Stefanski should be the coach of the year in the NFL. Uh, I what like that, that guy's been able to do for that Browns team. Um, I'm, I'm happy for the Browns fans, man. I yeah. mean, having a, a competitive team, I think they what? They finished 10-5? Uh, and five? Was that their overall? Oh, I'm sorry. 11-6? 11-6. 11-6. 11 and six. Yeah. Um, impressive, man. In that division, um, Flacco slinging it. Uh, Joe Flat, pretty Flacco back on the field. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, you know, the Texans, too. A lot of credit to the Texans, man. I mean, uh, new, uh, got rid of Lovey Smith, new head coach in there. Wasn't expected to do much. I mean, a seller team expected to maybe three or four wins on the season. You see a rookie quarterback come in there and slinging it, winning games. Uh, I just don't think their defense is strong enough yet to, to be able to, to stop the Browns and hold the Browns. So, yeah, I um, I got the Browns as well. So, another sweep, boys. Um, Cleveland on, Cleveland on the road. 
One final note on this game. The last time these two teams matched up, Amari Cooper, friend of the podcast, former Dallas Cowboy, had a career high, I believe, 236 yards. Absolutely torched him. So it really makes sense yeah. that we traded him for a fifth-round pick. Thanks, Jerry. But let's move <laughs> yeah. Let us move on to this Saturday Te- Texans night game. Defense, uh, sec- Texans defense, uh, secondary is kind of awful. So. Yeah. All right, Saturday night. Guys, this might be one of the coldest games in NFL history. A kickoff is expected to be possibly minus five below zero. And that's the only reason that I'm really on the Chiefs. If you look at a kid like Tua, the Dolphins quarterback, he's from Hawaii. Now he plays in South Beach. Uh, just he's, he's not good in cold weather. It is what it is. I was actually listening to Mark Sanchez this week, and he was talking about he was, um, of course, a famous California kid, a USC quarterback. When he would play for the New York Jets, he was asked – um, because he actually has some success in the playoffs, surprisingly enough, what he would do to stay warm. He and the other players who were prone to being, as he would call them, wimps, would wear wetsuits underneath their uniforms. And he said Tom that Brady was, supposedly used to also. Yeah, the wetsuit. I'm like, oh, that's very interesting. So maybe Tua and the Dolphins will be in some some wetsuits. Uh, Bring and some scuba course, gear from Miami. <laughs> of course, the big uh, storyline in this game is going to be Tyreek Hill facing his former team. Of course, these two teams did match up in London this year. I do believe the Chiefs came up, uh, or it may have been Germany. It was one of the overseas games. I think the Chiefs came up with a narrow victory. I think the Chiefs win again just because of their playoff presence. It hasn't been a great year in Kansas City. But Isaiah, Isaiah Pacheco is going to be running hard. And that Dolphins defense, they lost, lost Bradley Chubb. They lost um, Van Ginkle, their terrific um, sunshine-looking, long-haired, blonde linebacker. They're just beat up on the defensive side of the football. I do think that Mostert and A-Chan can have some success running, though. And maybe if Tua can find Waddle or Tyreek Hill downfield, Dolphins can pull off the upset. I just don't see it. The Chiefs are favored by five. I'll go with a narrow Kansas City victory. I'll say... 24 to 20 uh chiefs get it done how about you lutz i'm i'm gonna jump yeah i'm gonna jump in because i'll let john uh divide the split i went back and forth on this game um, oh. i think with the chiefs and their history a couple super bowls in the last few years um we all know what mahomes is what, what, what he brings to the table but i think it's the dolphins man i i, I know it's cold um but the, the, that running game and Tua just if as long as he can limit the turnovers, the Chiefs have not looked good, boys, on offense. I mean, the last few weeks, um, <clears throat> awful, honestly. Um, I just don't think they have enough firepower to keep up with this Dolphins team. And uh, with the injuries with the Dolphins defense, I still think they have a pretty decent D line. I think um, they can scheme up enough plays to be able to limit the Chiefs. Yeah, I got the Dolphins, man. I got the Dolphins on the road. This is like I said. This is one game out of the you know the the six playoff games this weekend. I kind of went back and forth on just because it is in Kansas City. Yeah. But yeah, give me the Dolphins on the road, man. They're a good storyline this year. Uh, Tyreek Hill's been unstoppable, and um, I think the offense is gonna is gonna overcome that Chiefs offense this weekend. Fans up. How about you, John? Yeah, that weather I think is the biggest question mark. Um, so Lud's point, like Kansas City hasn't been like super. Kansas City uh, of the last couple of years. So, um, and the Dolphins, I think, just have impressed a lot of people this year. Mike McDaniel um, being being the leader of that team now and just kind of revolutionizing what they were doing offensively. Um, I know that they got a lot of injured players on defense too, but they just got waxed by the Bills. And for some reason, I just feel like he's going to lead that team 
uh, to a victory here, um, despite the weather, Ooh. despite, yeah, despite wow. everything that's happened for them this season. I just think that, uh, I think they're primed Tyree kill, you know, he's already gotten his revenge against the Kansas city chiefs beating them earlier this year. But I think that, uh, I think they've got too much on the line here. I think that they're kind of destined to continue in the playoffs. So I'm taking the dolphins to win this one too. Love it. Love it. Ooh, I'm the I'm the lone wolf on the Chiefs. I don't feel great about I mean, it. Um, we'll see. It's the Chiefs, man. It's that's probably it's the not a bad money, pick, but... me. I mean, it's the Chiefs and Mahomes in the playoffs. I mean, yeah, like I'm I taking said, the favorite. Just, they've been playing so poorly the last few weeks, and Agreed. a lot of team, a lot of a lot of times, man, in the playoffs, it's it's those hot teams, man. It's those hot teams going into the playoffs that keep it rolling. And uh, well, uh, even though the Taylor... Dolphins did get beat by the Bills, the Bills are one of the hottest teams in the league right now. And that's leading into this game, uh, which we're going to talk about, Steelers at Buffalo. Oh, I like, like the little uh, segue there, Luds. Um, I, I'm not going <laughs> to like break that? this game down too much. Uh, I'll just say Josh Allen led the NFL with 44 total touchdowns. Big shout out to our boy Aaron Nardelli, biggest Steelers fan in the world. I hope that they can – keep it competitive you know 10 points is a big spread so i think the steelers can maybe keep it ugly mason rudolph has been surprisingly effective at quarterback he has a good rapport with george pickens they're going to need the the combination of Najee harris and jalen warren to run the ball effectively to keep this game close unfortunately though tj watt is out in this ball game and for that reason and that reason alone their record when TJ is in and out of the lineup is night and day. I'm going to say the Bills get it done closer than the experts think, but I got Buffalo. I'll say 30 to 23. How about you, John? Yeah, I do. I agree with you. I, I think that it'll be a closer game than people think. I think um, you mentioned Mason Rudolph has been serviceable in the quarterback position for them, um, but their run game has really come on. So if they can continue that trend, um, against Buffalo, do their best to keep Josh Allen off the field for as long as possible. Um, I think that keeps them in a, in a better position to keep this thing competitive. So, yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Bills too. Um, but, but yeah, I, I hope it's a good game. Second biggest blowout of the weekend outside of the Cowboys and Packers. The Bills are going <laughs> to wax the Steelers. Uh, no TJ Watt, no quarterback. Let's be honest. Mason Rudolph's <laughs> played okay, but he's terrible. Uh, I think Josh Allen's going to be the MVP of the 2024 and five season okay. uh, going into next year. A uh, little bit of a down year for the Bills. They've kind of like a lot of the Bucks in the way, uh, kind of an up and down season. But just like the Bucks, they've been hot the last four or five weeks. That defense has really stepped up. Uh, James, um, what's their running Cook. back's name? James, James Cook. Uh, Cook. James Cook has really stepped up uh, the yeah. last half, uh, you know, the second half of the year. Because the Bills have always been a team the last few years with under Allen where they just haven't really been able to run the ball, you know, and uh, I think they're really trying to establish the run a little more. Um, Allen hasn't really left the pocket as much as he has in the past. I think they're more disciplined, and I just don't think the Steelers stand a chance on the road in a cold-ass game in Buffalo. And those uh, Bills Mafia, you know, will be loud and proud. Fired up. Buffalo. Yep. All right, guys, we'll end our Wild Card Weekend preview with a storyline that, my goodness, those NFL script writers really cook something up with this one. <laughs> We've got Matthew Stafford traveling back to Detroit, the first Detroit home playoff game. And God, what has it been, 25 or 30 years? 30, um, I, think, yeah. I mean, these two quarterbacks were traded for each other. Uh, Matthew Stafford yeah. for Jared Goff. Of course, Stafford goes to the Rams, wins the Super Bowl. Goff started off a little slow, but as they built a team around him, he played pretty damn good these past couple years. Um, Detroit is a three-point home favorite. 
guys, to me, the big storyline in this game is it's always a debate of when you have a playoff position wrapped up to you. Do you play your starters? Cause you want to, you know, you want to keep them fresh and you want, and you want the, and that's what Dan Campbell chose to do. And in doing that, Sam Laporta, their terrific rookie tight end was injured last week. And it sounds like he is going to miss this game. Now, I don't Bummer. know if, if, you know, if, if sitting your starters is the right thing to do, but it certainly would have helped Detroit in this part. Without Laporta, of course, they're going to lean heavily um, Amon Ross St. Brown, and they're going to try to pound the rock with the, the uh, tremendous combination of David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. Uh, but, to, uh, excuse me, the Rams are surprisingly better on defense than you would think. Of course, everybody knows uh, Aaron Donald, but they've got Colby Turner. Uh, young is another uh, young defensive tackle for them. Their corners are better than you'd think. I do think that Detroit can have some success, but I've got Kyron Williams to really be the difference maker in this game. He's been so terrific. The fifth round, second, a uh, fifth round, second year back out of Notre Dame, along with, of course, the sensational record-setting rookie Pookie, Puka, excuse me, Puka Nakua, and you've got the old Pookie, veteran Pookie Nakua. Pookie, Pookie Nakua and Cooper Cup. Shout out to uh, East Lake Youth Football and your dad, John. Um, Tyler Higby maybe gets um, a few catches in this one. But I got the Rams to pull off the upset here. I'm going to go high-scoring game, 34-31. to 31. L.A. gets it done on the road. How about you, John? Man, like, what a freaking storyline, like you mentioned, to have St- yeah. Stafford go back to the Lions in their first playoff appearance in like like you said 25 plus years 30 years whatever it is uh to have Stafford just crush the dreams of the Lions would just be one more freaking dagger in the, in the coffin or nail in the coffin for the, a Detroit franchise that seems like they're on the up right now um I feel like this game I, I know they have Kyron Williams and I know he's been a, a really good back this year but he's not like a pounder Really, I mean, he kind of True. is for his size, which is kind of surprising. But this just feels to me like it's going to be kind of finesse uh, versus, you know, what we know as the knee biting kind of grittiness um, <laughs> yeah. of of the Detroit Lions. And I just think Dan Campbell is going to have Motor City fired up, man. I, I think the Detroit Lions have something to prove still to everybody. Um, and, and for some reason, I just I feel like this is their year to kind of try and make a run and really establish themselves. It really is a bummer that Laporta best, you know, tight end uh, statistically this season. So to lose him right here at the end of the season is just, it's, it's fluky, you know, and like you said, it's hard to, to decide at the end of the year like that, when you've already locked up a a playoff spot, what to do in those situations. Um, So that's a huge bummer and and it'll definitely be um, difficult without him, I think for, for the lions, but they've still got stars, as you mentioned on the, on their offense. So uh, their, their defense too, kudos to them. They've been a little bit up and down a little ebb and flow this year, but Hutchinson looked really good last week. And yes. Yeah. Like I said, they're just a gritty team and just, this just feels like that moment where Dan Campbell all season long has for the past couple of seasons has just gotten them uh, to really kind of lock in on, you know, no matter what happens, we're, we're going to, you know, we're in this game and we're going to do everything we can to win. And for that reason, I think, I think he wills them to a win, even without, without Laporta. Lutz. Yeah. Uh, this is the other game. Uh, I've went back and forth on a few times. Um, I think the Rams have a better head coach. 
I love Dan Campbell. He gets sure. a little risky at times. <laughs> but Dangerous, the Dan. Of this game, yeah. He's, but I love it, though. I mean, if I was a player, I'd love to play for him. You know, I mean, the oh, guy yeah. goes for a win. The guy doesn't fucking hold back. He goes for the win. And I think that puts a lot of confidence in his players and his team. Um, Jameer Gibbs, guys, um, overcoming that injury the first few weeks of the season, that guy's a stud. Um, Losing Laporta, like you guys mentioned, is is huge, especially on third down for the Lions. Um, I mean, he's a security blanket. I'm glad I had him on fantasy this year. The guy's a monster. But um, the key to this game is the Lions are at home. And Mm -hmm. you have a fan base – that has been just starving to, to have a playoff game for years. And I think it's going to be a close game. Um, the Rams are a very tough team. They're kind of an up-and-down team all year. But, you know, they still finish with 10 wins this year in a very tough division. I mean, Seattle's um, an okay team. They You know, they can win games. And San Fran's, you know, as we, we all know, is probably the best team in the NFL on paper and what they've shown on the field. So that's very impressive on the Rams. Uh, Pookie Nakua, like you mentioned, a sensational <laughs> rookie. Um, but I think uh, with the Lions and Hutchinson on that D-line, uh, you know, Stafford's getting old, guys. I don't think he's going to be able to yeah. move around. And Detroit, let's not forget, I mean, that's a that's a cold – cold. Uh, actually, no, Detroit's indoors, aren't they? Dumb. They're dumb. It's indoor stadium. Yeah, my fault. But still, um, just that fan base, man, it's going to be the loudest game of the weekend. I mean, I'm talking over Kansas City – um, Cowboy Stadium gets pretty loud. Bucks, you know, we'll, we'll fill the stadium, but we don't get too loud. But that Lions fan base, <laughs> you got cannons. Gonna root this team. Yeah, I, we're gonna. That I'm taking the Lions, guys. I, I think it's gonna be close. Um, but yeah, I got the Lions in a close win. And B, it's funny the two games I've gone back and forth on. You've gone the other way. So those I'm are two games I think could go the other way. But yeah, I, I just it's the key, man. The key they're at home. I mean, that's the huge thing. I think sure. if you're on the road in LA. I'd probably go Rams um, just because of losing Laporta and the way Dan Campbell is so risky. <laughs> yeah. but I just don't think they're losing this game, man. They've waited so long to get into the playoffs. And um, I'm rooting for the Lions. I think if my bucks are out, I, I'd love to see the Lions. Hopping um, on the Lions bandwagon? I, I, I mean, love I'm, it, I, man. I, I, I'd like to see them win, too. I'd love to see it. I wouldn't be mad if they won. I'll just um, I'm gonna go with McVeigh. I think that I think that guy um, has 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 a uh, coaching advantage, only on the X's and O's, not not at the motivational part of this game. Dan Campbell is second to none, but I'm the lone wolf on that. Uh, regardless of who you're rooting for, who you're picking this weekend, guys, tremendous. This starts at uh, Saturday, four thirty is your first game. Two games Saturday, three games Sunday, one game Monday night. Gonna be what I mean. This is like I think the equivalent to like March Madness, like the opening oh, yeah. weekend. Mm-hmm. Like of the, you know, it's like just mm-hmm. constant great games. On hope everybody enjoys. We could have a scenario next week where um, the Cowboys actually play the Eagles in the in the uh, divisional round. Um, there could be a scenario where um, I believe they they both advance without playing each other. Or maybe both of them lose, and then we're here next week talking about how much our division sucks. You know, that's just what we do here <laughs> at the NFC East Beats. Uh, Luds, any final thoughts for a wild card weekend? Uh, just hoping to see some great games, guys. Um, really hoping, honestly, even though I picked against the Rams, um, I'd like and, and the Packers. Actually, if one of those teams would win, I'd be super excited because then one of those two teams would play the Niners. Uh, we wouldn't have to travel to San Fran uh, to play the Niners, so that's kind well, of then, then you come Lowest to Dallas, team. Bubba. Then you come to Dallas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if we win and one of those teams win, yeah, then we will match up with Dallas, which is uh, another so. tough really place to play. 
Yes, so <laughs> we'll see, man. Um, like I said, good luck to to your to your team B, and hopefully, uh, John, the, the Washington with this new regime can can get this together. We didn't really touch on this much before we end the show, but uh, we were talking in the text thread. We have an yeah. NFC te- uh, East feast uh, text thread, and yes, I just sir. don't think Sam Howell's the guy. Um, even though they need some other line help, uh, I could definitely see them, especially with a new head coach going quarterback in the draft, but. Um, didn't want Drake to get too May off looks topic, off, but I did want to bring Drake that May up. Looks yeah, awfully in- intriguing. <clears throat> John, put us a wrap on the on Super Wild Card. Yeah, final thoughts. I, I obviously I think we're going to get some really good games this weekend, and I hopefully we're still talking NFC East feast uh, moving forward um, next week. I mean, we're either going to be celebrating wins or we're going to be mourning losses. We're very fil- familiar with both on the <laughs> NFC East. <laughs> 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 <laughs>